Welcome along to the Regroup podcast here at Rally Portugal. I'm with a man right now whose dream is coming true this weekend. I'm over at the M Sport camp and with Gus Greensmith, who switches from an R5 into a world rally car. Gus, this has been the dream for a long time. It's becoming a reality this weekend. You've done a few runs at Shakedown now. The smile was quite wide after the first run this morning. Still feeling good? Yes, no, feeling really good. It's one of them things, it's a, it's a dream, but then you've got to be, you've got to think about it and try and do the best job you can. So do I ease myself into it? Do I go in to it as hard as I can and try and bring it back? So I tried the latter, definitely had to bring it back. There's just a few too many mistakes. But then once it began to tidy up, everything seemed to work easier, be nicer, no fewer mistakes. And then the pace seemed fairly there at the end. So yeah, I'd say it's a very good morning, yeah definitely in a world rally car talk to me about the process building up to it though because i think we've been chatting about this since you discovered that this would be happening in portugal it is the dream but preparation wise what have you been doing to get ready for world rally car well there's a lot of things there's the pace notes because the cars are so much faster now they need to change need to be simpler uh thankfully everything worked really well on that side so i was really happy with that especially going into completely new stages tomorrow so I was happy about that, um, but then mainly it's just studying the onboards. So thankfully, I've, uh, I've had a great bank of resources of data from M Sport to study, look at onboards. So every time, every spare minute I have, basically, I've been looking at, uh, at trying to improve and just trying to kind of bridge the gap of uh, experience that I'm lacking compared to six-time world champions, nine-time world champions. So yeah, we're trying to make up for that. But this morning's probably gone a little bit better than I expected. Uh, but yeah, they're just all such brilliant drivers. It's just so close, so it's good fun, though. It is good fun, and you know, I'm sure throughout the weekend, enjoyment levels are going to be high. But in your mind, what have you said to yourself? Because it's so easy to go out there on the opening stages and and push a bit too hard in a brand new car, which has so much more pace. How are you going to be able to hold that bit of Greensmith back that wants to go for it? Ah, well, the, the fact is, I want. Today, tomorrow's stages look great but some of my favorite stages in the championship are on Saturday so I'd really love to drive them and for me the time where I can start to to start to push more show my speed a little bit more is on the stages I know well so tomorrow we have a really good road position so the key the key for me is just to, to drive consistently not make any mistakes and then we won't I don't it's unrealistic to say we'll be on the ultimate pace but if we can just be clean consistent with a better road position hopefully that should bridge some of the uh, some of the gap to the to the front guys and hopefully leave us with not uh, a terrible road position for Saturday. And that's the key, isn't it? Good road position on the stages you love and we should see some good pace coming through then, but you have to get that road position, of course. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to get the road position. Uh, tomorrow looks fairly rough in places, so for sure it's going to be... Uh, it's not going to be easy. Uh, so, yeah, the key is to be consistent, clean, but then it's the, it's the peak of, of rallying. It doesn't get any harder, any faster than this, so... I'm going to have to drive as fast as I can at the end of the day, but hopefully with a little bit of caution as well. So you, you know, you've been in the World Rally Car, as in you've done a bit of testing, but today at Shakedown, when you were in almost competition mode, describe how that felt to me. Um, well, one thing I've never really, two things I know struggle with: confidence and not being nervous. I just kind of like rock up and do my thing. But I must admit, this morning I woke up and went, oh it's happening today isn't it <laughs> like all like 10 years of build-up for like one morning I was there, like so yeah I was in the car in the morning and I was uh, I was yeah a lot more nervous than um, than I usually am uh, so yeah we got the first run out of the way and I was really happy uh, second two runs maybe a bit aggressive and then the third one everything came to me and just started to make sense and I started to drive properly 
it's good that it has made sense out there. You talked about Saturday stages being your favourite out there, but what would you say are the most challenging stages? And it's a difficult, well, an interesting day, let's say, on the first day. You only have 94 competitive kilometres to do tomorrow. Really unusual for an opening day, but how challenging are the new stages? Yeah, the, the new stages are actually probably more challenging than what people think they're going to be. Um, there's some great changes of flow, really narrow sections, walls, everything. It's You've got to be clean, consistent, but it's it's kind of helped me a little bit because the worst thing I could imagine would be going into a completely new stage 35 kilometers in a WRC car that's that wouldn't be great so at least that when the shorter I can get into the rhythm uh, try just focus on make, not making too many mistakes and keep the rhythm and that hopefully should help the speed be better in comparison. Well it's a long weekend to go but regardless of whatever result happens are there any more opportunities this year to see you in a world rally car? Yeah yeah <laughs> there are how many more? Uh, for the moment uh, it's one and which one would that be? Which key one are you pinpointing? I would, I would love to know which one I'm doing, but it's not my choice. So there will be another one in the year at some point. Yeah. And that's really exciting for you to, to have another one in prospect. Is this the build-up then to a year next year, maybe in a World Rally Car? Is this, is this now the step up we're seeing? I think that would be the, um, the utopia kind of idea of it. But to be fair, I've got to go and do the job, and I've got to go there and show I'm worthy of a, of a seat. Uh, so that's for me the main thing to do, uh, show that I can drive, um, be consistent, do the job and then if we do that I don't see a reason why we don't have a chance to be in, the, in a world car for a lot more events next year. Family Greensmith are here in full force this weekend, uh, you know to be fair they're on a lot of events with you, how important is it to have family here supporting you? Uh, to be fair, the fa family is important but I, it, there's never been any pushing of me to say, do you want to come to the rally? Do you want to come? They just go, oh, we're going to come, Gus. It's all right, it's fine. We'll be there. No, it's great to have them here. I always love having my family here. And it's, like I said, uh, in, in multiple interviews leading up to it, it's not just me that's put a lot of work into this. Uh, this, um, in the beginning of like my motorsport career, wouldn't have started uh, until, uh, without my parents. So I always want them here and I always love their support. So whenever I can have them here, great. But yeah, sometimes and they're just like, give me my space, I'm doing my thing, <laughs> and just crack on with it. Well, good luck this weekend, and most importantly, Gus, enjoy it. Thank you. So we've headed over from the M Sport Camp now, over to Hyundai, where we see Sebastian Loeb compete this weekend. A last-minute replacement for Andreas Mikkelsen. Now, I'm with Andrea Adamo, who is team principal here. Andrea, everyone wants to know, obviously, why the change? We kind of all understand it, but from your lips, why the change? It's quite... I don't want to say easy, but it's quite um, straight, the reason. Basically, it's uh, useless to hide ourselves behind the finger. Andrea's performance in uh, Chile was a bit uh, slow. Uh, we all understand together that it was a matter of uh, pace note. He also declared officially. And we are facing Portugal rally, where on Friday we will have a similar situation in Chile. So. I wanted on top to avoid him to have too much pressure on his shoulder and uh, be a bit worried about the same way now, maybe underestimating too much the situation. So I think that it's better for him to be focused on Sardinia, a rally that he knows very well with Anders, and uh, let uh, Lub and uh, Daniel be here with uh, no pressure. So let me say the good things that are. Uh, I said from the start of the year that I have four crews with which I can uh, manage the best out for Hyundai and uh, sometimes uh, we have to take decisions and I took this one. So how difficult was it to persuade Mr Loeb to come in for Portugal? Had he booked anything? Did he have to change his mind or not? 
No, it was quite okay. Yeah. No, at the end, we are speaking with professional people that uh, are not in motorsport from yesterday. So uh, everyone has worked with manufacturer before. Everyone understands this situation. So as long as he has no any holiday plan, it was quite easy to, let me say, convince him <laughs> kindly or warmly suggesting him to be. We obviously had a great feeling for the car in Chile. He did a brilliant job there. Yeah. So I'm sure he was desperate to get back in the car here. Desperately, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> he is back. Could we see this instance happen again during the year? I'm a future teller as long as I have to guess which is the question that you are going to ask me about uh, the future rally. I'm not so good uh, to predict the future. Obviously, Hyundai want to win the Manufacturers' Championship. That's key. Drivers' Championship as well. To win the Manufacturers, you need strong drivers scoring the points. So if it comes to make this decision again, you're prepared to make it? I'm prepared to do everything is needed to win. Good answer. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, that was Andrea Adamo explaining fully the reasoning behind dropping Mickelson for Loeb. I'm joined now by my colleague on All Live, Emmer Penlan. Interesting words from Adamo, but proving that the team are doing everything they can to win that championship. Absolutely. I mean, he was brought in to do a job. Michel Nandon left, Andrea came in, and it's all about winning the championship. And he's just said it, hasn't he? Um, whatever it takes, it's all about the manufacturers. And... He's right, you know, the pace wasn't there for Mickelson in Chile. What is it, down to pace notes or whatever? But the focus for him now is sad in, yeah. So that's a decision made and let's win this championship. Interesting from Loeb, we've just uh, had the FIA press conference and he said there that it was Sunday night of Rally Chile when he was asked if he would be able to do Portugal. Had to check his calendar, make sure he was free and he was. It'll be interesting to see, Ems, if there are any other occasions that do pop up like this. I mean, we're hoping, you know, that Mickelson will come in in Sardinia, have this little break, come in and invent he knows really well and be on the pace so that there wouldn't be any more instances like this. It depends what the result is here. I mean, if Sebastian Loeb has a stormer here, which he may well do, uh, I think, yeah, it's looking pretty grim for Andreas. Um, but, you know, there are rallies where Andreas is stronger and he might play that card then. Maybe Sebastian's not going to be available for all events anyway. So um, he's going to have to be careful how he deals with it. But the fact that he asked Sebastian on the Sunday night uh, suggests to me that that decision was made before Sunday even in Chile. You know, they've probably been talking about it maybe before the rally started. So, uh, yeah, um, Andrea Damo is definitely playing all the cards he can. Yeah, he certainly is, isn't he? Well, across the board now then, we head into Portugal and it's a brand new day on Friday. We're heading into stages or into a region we haven't seen since 2001. So it's fresh pace notes again for our drivers. It's all fresh for everyone. I think only one driver out of our complete current crop was here in 2001. That's Bruno Magalhaes in WRC2. And I, I said to him earlier, can you remember any of the stages back then? No, no he's a almost 20 years ago. He said there's only little parts of, of stages back then that we would have done, small sections. And a very different rally then. I was here in 2001, it rained a lot. Different prospect this weekend. It's dry, dusty, and it's hot. Who's your money on then, Ems, this weekend? We've seen lots of different winners over the past five years in Portugal. Can we see another? I think it's Tanak for me all the way. He's got, um, he's got the car, he's got the speed, he's got the road position, you could argue. It all depends what happens on Friday. You know, Friday here always has loads of drama. And if you haven't got a decent road position on Saturday, it's rally over. So 
A strong Friday means a strong finish here, and for me, it's going to be Itanak. 94 competitive kilometres on Friday. It's, it's, you know, it's quite a short day, but then you have a monster 180 k's on Saturday, meaning you've got to get that road position right going into Saturday, and that's what all the drivers are going to be striving for in the opening day. Yeah, and it's sort of played into Ogier's hands. I mean, he's leading the championship. He will be sweeping, but because it's a short stage, relatively short then, it means less sweeping for him. And so he's got the morning loop, which is about 45k. Once that's done, you know, it's not plain sailing, but it's going to be easier. Um, so don't write Sebastian Ogier out of this equation either. I know he's not entirely happy with his car, his package, but uh, he'll be there or thereabouts. We'd like to hear from you as well, of course, all your one, two, threes. Don't forget to use the hashtag WRC Live if you're chatting to us on Twitter or whatever. What are your one, two, threes for the weekend? I think it is a tough call. One man who's desperate to get back on the podium and is aiming for a win is Tamu Sudanen. He was on the podium last year in Portugal. Real confidence boosting event for him. He was good at shakedown this morning, third quickest at shakedown this morning. And he said at Meet the Crews, yeah, I want to be fighting up against the big boys. I want to be pushing it with them. So he could be one to watch this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I know M Sport Ford had a very positive test. Um, they've made some pretty drastic changes, I think, with uh, diff settings. And I think Elvin was the one to drive it. And then Timu had a go with Elvin's settings and said, yes, that's working for me as well. Gus is also on the same settings. No surprise there. But uh, yeah, really positive shakedown. Teemu's confident, Elvin's had a good result in Chile as well, so um, yeah, who knows, the M Sport boys could be there or thereabouts too, who knows? Who knows? Well, there's another factor to consider this weekend, and that is tyre strategy. We saw this come into play last year, especially in the heat that we have in Portugal. We're a week later on into the season, it's even hotter this time around. I'm not going to go into details here because we're going to catch up with a man who knows far more about tyres than I do. Let's head to Michelin then and catch up with Arno Remy. Arno, Portugal is a legendary event. It's going to be a tough event this year because we move a little bit later in the season, only a week or so, but the temperature's already a lot hotter than what we've seen on previous years. Tell us what the options are for our drivers this time around for Michelin. Um, the main choice is a medium compound and the um, option choice is the art compound and as you just said the temperature are quite high so we could expect some interesting uh, tyre choice and tyre strategy for this weekend. I think we could and we're looking forward to seeing what the drivers do but obviously in these kind of temperatures which are maybe 24 plus degrees the hard compound would be the, the best choice for the drivers but as you just mentioned medium is the nominated choice so they have more medium than hard so strategies could be happening all weekend. Yeah uh, more than the air temperature what would be very key it would be the ground temperature and uh, our estimation expect we can expect more maybe around 40 degrees on the ground so so for, for sure the art compound will be the best shot in this condition but what is very important to have in mind so is that uh, the um, the gravel stage are quite quite different than last year and we, we expect a lot of swiping and uh, we have a huge um, layer you know of sand so for sure in the morning the first drivers will have to go on medium compound because if they go on hard compound they will not won't have any grip on it so even in the morning between the first drivers on the on the road and the last drivers or maybe the five or six drivers on the road we can have a difference in tire choice and on the afternoon uh, the hard compound regarding temperature the hard compound will be uh, uh, probably the main choice so in terms of uh, the abrasion of the gravel here in Portugal, how tough is it on the tyres? 
Uh, in, in fact, it's not so 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 tough. Um, one of our main concern will be um, Amarante uh, because we have uh, asphalt. We have three tarmac zones in the stage, and um, the Amarante uh, gravel is very smooth. It's only maybe almost only sand, so we don't expect any wear on this. But because of the 4.5 kilometers of tarmac, uh, we can expect a very high uh, wear on the tires. So it's um, the difficulty on Portugal event is that you have so much different ground. You have sand, you be below the sand, you have very tough ground. You have some tarmac zone with very abrasive tarmac. So this is a combination of all of this that makes this really very difficult for tires. And what's going to be interesting is we're heading into a new region for all of our WRC drivers. No one has headed down to the Argonne region since 2001. So that's great. It's new for our drivers. It's just a tyre fitting zone, which is in the middle of the day. So there'll be a lot of talk about tyres on the first day. But I suppose, crucially, it's a short day as well. Only 94 kilometres on Friday. Yeah, it's a short stage. But as you said, there is no... Only tire fitting zone. So for us, it's okay because we have to, we can have managed to to change the tires if needed uh, regarding the temperature and the driver's feeling. But uh, the main concern will probably be on the cars because when you don't have any assistance on the car, any any technical issue, uh, you will have to finish the day with this. So we're not too much concerned about the tires for for Friday. Maybe more on sun, on Saturday, uh, but for Friday, for sure, the cars would would, would be a good point to to follow. For everyone who's listening out there, Arno, just refresh their memories. In, in terms of the personnel and the staff you have on site here, when the drivers are coming to make their choice and the teams are coming to make their choice, you have a Michelin technician who is dedicated to each team, yes? Yeah, yeah. we, we have uh, one, one te um, technician guy in each uh, WRC team. Um, this is the same guy for, for a season, for sure, and uh, often for several seasons and sometimes for 10 years. So it's very important to create a, a confidence relationship between drivers, engineer and, uh, and our technician guy. And um, when it's, uh, it's come to, to the tire choice, uh, we bring uh, an advice uh, regarding our, our data, uh, the Riki. We also did the Riki in the beginning of the week. Um, the past uh, results we can have or tire analysis in the past. So we, we bring an advice to the driver and to the engineer regarding uh, the stage position, uh, the championship position, or the driver himself, because we know that some drivers are more aggressive on tires than other ones. But at the end, the decision always belongs to the driver, because he will be the guy behind the wheel. So of course, if he wants to go, if he's more confident with another choice than ours, it's okay for us. And after the, the loop, we can debrief and understand uh, who made the best choice, the best choice. Um, Often there is not one best choice, it was the, not the worst one. And uh, what is very funny for the drivers, it's usually when they came back, they always think that the other driver chose was the best one. <laughs> but it's very interesting. So we bring an advice, we, we provide information, we provide all the time we can, but at the end, the final choice will be on the driver's end. You know, for us watching and for people around the world, it's always, what tyre choice have they gone with? Oh, wow, they've picked that. For you guys at Michelin, are you the same? Are you like, oh, they've gone with this option, they've gone with that option? Yeah, yeah. even we, um, uh, we have a confidentiality between uh, teams, of course, but uh, after after the loop or after all the drivers go, we we gather all the information and we can discuss and understand why this this guy does, did this choice and why the other one did this choice. So, even for us, sometimes we get surprised because uh, uh, this is a, a totally different choice from the other one. And sometimes we, we could also understand why 
these drivers select this tire choice different from the other one because we know that this this guy is quite different on the front wheel. Uh, so it's a, it's a, also we make some bets. We, we, we need to uh, before before the rally, after the rally, we say okay, it's very interesting to see all, all kind of difference you can have between teams and between drivers. Well, good luck out there this weekend. Thank you. Always exciting to hear from Arno and, and great to hear that Michelin, when they get the final, it, kind of the results of who's taken what tyre, they're a bit like us. Like, oh, he's taken that. Oh, well, he's taken Let's see how that goes. It's not just us and the general public who are ooing and ahhing about tyres. It's them as well. But tyre strategy could be interesting. The medium compound and the hard compound tyre in play, but not too many of the hards available. No, but I don't think anybody's going to go full hard. I think it's going to be a mixed bag this weekend. I think it's going to be soft in the morning and in the afternoon we'll see the hards coming into play. But who knows? It depends on road position as well. You know, if you're still sweeping, um, maybe the hard's not going to work for you. But later on in the day it will. So who knows? But one thing's for sure, it's going to be hot, 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 Bex. <laughs> it is going to be hot, hot, hot. We've got 20 stages here at Rally Portugal then for your delight. And of course, as ever, if you want to see it up close and personal, WRC Plus All Live is the place to do that. Get a full visual on every single stage throughout the weekend. It's been an exciting season so far. It continues to be thrilling out there and we just don't know what's going to happen. So make sure you join us. Have a great weekend at Stage Ends. You're going to be in for some commentary with me as well, Mr. To Penland, which will be exciting. I am, I can't wait. I'm all over the place this weekend. <laughs> Make sure you join us then on WRC Plus or live throughout Rally Portugal.